there's generally not a lot you can gain from watching a preseason game. But I'll tell you what, I was left with one pretty powerful impression last night at PPG Paints Arena. Not so sure it was a great one. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Penguins 5, Sabres 4 via shootout in that preseason game. I was up there covering it, and I was doing the usual thing where you pay closest attention to the prospects, to the players that you're pretty sure you're not going to be seeing again for a while. So I started off by paying attention to Drew O'Connor, who caught my eye because of his skating, in particular an early forecheck that he had. And I thought, wow, this looks very different than the Drew O'Connor I'd seen in the past. And it was impressive. And he goes on to score a couple of goals. And good for him. And you also notice the things that aren't so good. Philip Hollander was making his first appearance with the Penguins in any form, and he did not fare well. But since it's his first appearance, I'm going to lay off him. The number one thing that really jumped out at me from this event, and I'm not sure why it hadn't hit me sooner, is that the first line is going to be most likely, Jeff Carter between Danton Heinen and Brian Rust, one player from the original first line will be around. At least that's the way it seems right now. Look, we already know Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are going to be out. But Jake Gensel is on the COVID list. Now he's asymptomatic, which means he might be able to come back in time for the opener next Tuesday in Tampa, but he also might not. And when you look at the amount of firepower this team's going to be missing, when you see it embodied like that, and I really have to clarify here that this is no shot at Carter and or Rust at all. But when you take these players out and you see who goes in to replace them and then in turn, who replaces the players who slide up the depth chart? When you see Danton Heinen on your first line, who, by the way, was actually pretty impressive, so I don't mean to cut down on him. He had a nice game. But when you see the way it affects the entire depth chart, I'm sorry, this team's not going to be outgunning the Lightning Bolts or the Panthers or most anyone that they play. I asked Mike Sullivan about that. Very thing after the game. I want to ask you about um, going into this season and, and going back to a, a trip that you guys made through St. Paul and Winnipeg early a couple of seasons ago where you knew you weren't going to have certain guys. You as a head coach seized the opportunity, it felt like, to have everybody really nail it down 200 feet. Is that what we can expect going into this one? Well, if we're going to have success, you know, we're, we're going to have to play a stingy game. And, uh, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a collective effort and attention to detail. And so, you know, with some of the game breakers that aren't in our lineup right now, 
uh, we we can't look to those guys to be the difference. So we have to we have to build a team game that's going to give us the best chance to be successful. And I think it's going to provide opportunities for guys to step up. And but you know it, it's not about it's not about highlight real goals. It's about it's about playing the game the right way, making good decisions, being strong in the puck, being on the right side of the puck, winning the puck battles, the wall play, the net front play, all of those little things add up to winning. And so that's the type of game that, that we're going to have to develop is that stingy game. And so that, that's what we're trying to do throughout the course of this training camp. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you as always, by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 is all it takes to produce and deliver five full meals. $1. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. The good part is... I did see some chemistry with this line. Now, understanding that, A, these were the Buffalo Sabres, and B, they weren't even the Buffalo Sabres because this was just a fraction of their regular lineup. Victor Olofsson, Rasmus Dahlin, and a couple other regular players, and the rest were all Rochester Americans. So there was going to be more room out there. But for the most part, there was a pretty good cycle, a lot of that because of Heinen who's really, really light on his feet and is good at sustaining the play, which is something the Penguins would definitely need missing all of these guys, including Jake. I don't know that Jake gets enough credit for how good he is at possession hockey, but he is. Add to that Rust's speed and whatever he was able to create on the rush, Carter's speed, and boy, can he still move for a guy who's now on the wrong side of 35. No, actually, he can just move for a guy, regardless of his age. So there were some plays that were generated on the fly, and there was, again, a decent push from the whole team, really, against this markedly inferior opponent. But as I'm watching these guys out there and I'm watching their offensive guys And thinking to myself, not in the moment, but in next week, they're not outscoring anybody. They might be able to pop two or three goals, and they might be able to get a decent run going on the power play, which should still have plenty enough participants to score with the man advantage. But this is all going to originate on the back end. Don't kid yourself and start analyzing how this line will produce offense or that line will produce offense, including the one that I've been talking about, the first line. Because the only way this team is going to get through this month, which is, I think, at least a reasonable expectation for how long Sid would be out. Sid comes back and a lot of things all of a sudden make sense because you do have your regular first line back. You can have Carter slot in on a second line between Kapanen and Zucker, and it just it just comes with a better feel. You know, the whole way down. But until then, 
this head coach is going to do his thing. As you heard, I gave him pretty much escape route with that question that I asked. And he, he, he wanted no part of it. He wanted no part of it. He's saying, yeah, absolutely we're going to buckle down. Absolutely we're going to defend hard over all 200 by 85 of ice. That's all we're going to do. If we score some goals along the way, great. But this is the way we're going to play. This is going to be the emphasis. It already is. It already is. And that's fine because it's going to be needed. What the Penguins need to do through October is, oh, I was about to say salvage points, but that sounds maybe excessively desperate. There's still some good hockey players here. But collect points. How does that sound? Collect points. Don't worry about how you get them. Worry about overtime, shootout, whatever. Get points. Find a way to get points along the way. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and that comes always courtesy of Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com/dk. No contracts, no catch. Cancel anytime. FuboTV.com. Slash DK. RJ1Q comes from Anthony, who asks, How comfortable are you with Chad slash Friedman as your number six defenseman? Do you think the Penguins will try to trade for someone or even still sign a free agent, possibly even a waiver claim? I do believe that the Penguins are going to be operating with eyes wide open when it comes to a right-handed defenseman. And that means the waiver wire. That means a potential trade. Because there remains nothing about the current situation that makes sense. You can try to move pieces and parts around all over the place and still not come up with a third pairing. If you have John Marino and Mike Matheson as your second pair, as appears to be the case right now, you still don't have a third pair that makes sense. You have Marcus Pedersen. You don't want him going to his offside. You have P.O. Joseph. You don't want him going to his offside. You have Yuso Ricola, who can at least do it, but you don't want him going to his offside. And that leaves you with the two guys that you mentioned, Chad Ruedel and Mark Friedman. I am a Ruedel backer, okay? I am not one of those people who cuts down on Chad just because he's annually your seventh or eighth guy. When he plays and he goes out there and fills in, even for a sustained period, he does fairly well. He is a capable NHL defenseman, and there's nothing wrong with having that on your third pairing. He would continue to be my guy on that third pairing, but it's still not optimal. It's still not optimal because I can make the same argument that 
P.O. Joseph really needs to be playing in the NHL right now. And the only reason he's not is that he's left-handed. And that's not a good enough reason. That's not good roster management. Ideally, this does get addressed sooner rather than later. And I have a feeling that it will because there's just no way the Penguins are comfortable with this situation. They can't be. They can't be. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do this again tomorrow.